TBN fam, welcome back for another episode here on the podcast. Really excited to bring this one to you actually. So if you're tuning in for the first time, we really appreciate you joining us today and wish to extend a warm welcome to you all. Uh, if you're out there and this is not your first time with us, we are thankful for your support and jumping back on. Look guys, this one's, uh, it's a it's a good one. So make sure if you've got a, a pen and paper handy, you take some notes. If you're driving, be safe. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, our uh, today's episode is brought to us by our sponsor, The Learning Collaborative, our partnering solution in education here on the Gold Coast. Look, if you have a uh, passion for the fitness industry, if you love helping people, if you want to help people take their, their physical um, to the next level, go check out their pathway to becoming a PT at The Learning Collaborative at tlc.training or check them out at their uh, Instagram and Facebook handles, which is The Learning Collaborative. Your partnering solution in education. With that said and done, team, let's roll the intro. Do you want to be better? Do you want to build a rock star connection with your partner? A home environment built on love and trust? Maybe elite level fitness or sound leadership work practices? Whatever your goal, we want to help. This podcast is for the everyday battler wanting to level up and execute. This is the Better Man Project podcast, where we build greatness one step at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Better Man Project podcast. I'm your host, Joel and Rapana, and this this show is, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. It's one I've been looking forward to for a little while. Um, the guest that I've got on here is Heck, uh, what do I say? There's heaps to go through. Um, he hails from New Zealand. He's a Kiwi native, uh, but a GC local through and through. He began his career as a skinny little kid, 85 kilo max, uh, playing on the wing. He continues to play his career, his rugby league career, that is, as one of the established and formed finishers of the competition. He's played 100, over 100, or about 150 games, 154 games to be exact, over two clubs, spanning over about 10 or so years. Um, he's represented uh, different teams on 15 occasions. He's had a grand final appearance, taken a medallion medal for his position. He would say he's the undisputed self-nominated king of Canberra. I'd say he's just one of PBC's favourite sons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Jordan Rapana. <laughs> what an intro, man. <laughs> what an intro, guy. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah, I really liked it. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for having me on this, bro. <laughs> it's mate, you're, you're harder than a ponytail to pin down, mate. To try to get you in there has been a little, yeah. yeah well, it's taking its time. It's because I didn't really want to come on it. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a choice. That's one. I've I've got a couple of episodes up of the TBM project, and I'm like, mate, have you had a listen? And it's been a resounding no, no. So hopefully this is the first one that Jordan listens to, and then takes it from there. We'll see how you go, eh, bro. Yeah. Um, you've been on Channel Nine before. Yep, many You've times. Been on Fox Sports. Many times. How does the studio line up, mate? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Great backdrop here, eh? <laughs> the Bunnings lights in the background, creating a bit of heat in there. That's probably why I'm sweating so much. Um, yeah, it's it's. The, I call it the garage of dreams. People have been here. Some have come and gone. Uh, but, you know, the reputation will definitely precede me from this interview, hopefully. See how we go. Um so what have you been up to, man? You up here? You're just wrapping up your um, end of season, off season break? Yep, yep. So um, obviously with Canberra still in lockdown, um, me and Kels decided to stay up here and um, spend our off season up here and uh, perfect weather, nice beaches and 
um, more most importantly around the family. So uh, it's been good. What would you say uh, some of the highlights of the off-season break have brought for you? Is it? Uh, I understand you've you've gone for a few swings. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Couple uh, surfs. Couple surfs. Um, yeah, just hanging out at the beach, eh? Just uh, and um, spending it with the family. Uh, as you know, most Saturdays we we um, do our workouts in the morning and um, you know go home, have a big breakfast, and um, all the family seem to hang out with each other. We go down and hire out one of the basketball ring uh, basketball uh, courts, and we all go down there and have a run around there. And um, yeah, it's just been just been awesome to be around the family and. Um, spend the quality time. So you um, you got your you had some surgeries or some tidy ups, some fix ups. Yep. Yeah. While I was up here, I um, I've had an ongoing um, niggle in the knee, pretty much for the last couple of years, which I've um, haven't really had time or didn't really need to get get the clean out. Um, but um, yeah, this year in particular, um, the the back end of the season, it really started to. Um, uh, give me a bit of grief so um, whilst I was up here I, I just um, spoke to our medical staff and they advised me to get go see a knee surgeon and um, got a little clean out last week so yeah. the um, the body how's it feeling right now like you're wrapping up what's this your seventh eighth I don't know how many um, yeah I'm season not sure bro I think it's eight eighth season oh well s- yeah six, seventh season at the Raiders and obviously I had that one year when I was younger at the Titans so yeah probably eighth how's the body holding up it's actually really good apart from um, you know the, the little niggle in the knee which was a uh, meniscus tear and um, little clean out that I had I actually feel really good um, yeah it was a, I think I played out of all the players in our team this this year I, I think I played the most games um you know, we were hit pretty bad with injuries, so um, you know, for for me to play as many games as I did, it's, uh, and playing at fullback as well is pretty big on the body, and uh, getting the K's in the legs um, can be pretty demanding. So um, to get to the end of the season feeling pretty fresh is um, is a blessing, and um, really really excited to go for next year. So um, I think congratulations are in order. You you just resigned, or you most recently resigned for a bit more time to keep yep. the dream alive. Yep, yep. At the start of the year, I was pretty unsure, you know, what I was going to do. I was coming off contract, so they always say um, when players come off contract, they tend to pull their finger out and um, uh, have a crack. So uh, it's definitely uh, uh, something I did this year um, unintentionally. But um, yeah, I'm glad I got the, the two two more years. I love it down in Canberra, and um, I'd honestly love to finish my career there so it's good to uh to get those extra two years so um with the uh the end of season wrapping up you took home some silverware uh what, what award did you take home there for your uh mighty green machine uh yeah end of end of the year we have our uh, awards night and i took home our players player which is, is called the meninga medal so um pretty uh pretty stoked to get that you know there's been some um previous winners that are superstars in the, of the game and, and um, have been of the past as well. So um, to be uh, named from your peers as a, as uh, the best player of the year is, is something that I'm really proud of and um, honoured to have achieved. So um, while we're on that, like uh, you've obviously, you know, achieved some highs and, and, and been to some very... Um, I suppose places in the in the game that that some players you know only wish for, 
Um, there's guys that have gone their whole careers without, um, you know, even seeing a final series or even getting to a grand final. What would you say so far in your career? Um, if you could, you know, just sum it up just quickly before we sort of dig deeper into the story of Jordo. Uh, what's been a career highlight for you? Um, yeah, there's been quite a few actually, bro. And um, I'm just trying to think which, you know, because obviously making a grand final is... Um, it's massive. Yeah, it's, it's huge, massive, yeah. huge. But then obviously losing it too, it just um, deflates that, you know, that, that whole... Um, reason getting there so um you know i'd like to say being in a grand final but um because we lost it i don't yeah i i don't think i can say that one um i'd probably have to go with representing my country um yeah playing in a in a um four four nations and winning it for 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 my country is um probably the highlight and uh one of the special um achievements oh massive and i couldn't agree more um like i've been thinking about this interview for a long time because obviously you've you know been a sibling um you would think that it would probably be the easiest person to interview but it's you know you live in canberra the logistics are in the way um your your busy schedule from basically all the way through the year till you know the last final couple of months um but i i i sort of want to take it back for you if, if we could we'll just flip flip back to for the all those that are listening that are that have you know sort of jumped on and subscribed all, all five of my family members that are listening to this um <laughs> i think that's what they call it subscriptions um watching this on youtube or listening to us on apple Podcasts or, or spotify wherever you're listening to this um can you take us back just real quick bro like we, we, like in a sort of a, a quick recap uh where you born where'd you grow up uh, i know because obviously i was there but yep um just you know in a in a quick few uh sentences sort of like sum up where you where you come from and how you got into 40 yep um so i was born in wellington new zealand i'm listening i'm just gonna turn on the fan yep born wellington new zealand uh grew up in Porirua. um two hours about five or six five or six i think i was at the time when we decided to move over to uh the great Gold Coast, and um, I attended Eleanor Primary School and Palm Beach Crumbin High School. Um, so even though I was born and brought up in New Zealand, I probably did most of my childhood and most of my bringing up here in, here on the Gold Coast. Um, grew up in New Zealand playing Union, because that was just what you did in New Zealand. There was didn't hear of league until... I Everyone moved. wanted to be an all-black, right? Yep, yep. Or for us, once we moved to... Um, to Gold Coast, uh, we dad dad enrolled us into uh, um, Palm Beach Alligators, but we struggled to field a team. I think we get get about nine or ten boys there um, every Saturday. So uh, yeah, he ended up having to make that change and taking us down to the local Crumbin Eagles. Um, Look, I've, I've got to interrupt there. Um, I'm wearing a shirt. Uh, it's the Mighty Ducks. Um, I don't know if you remember, but how we actually got into footy. Do you want to take the listeners, uh, how Dad stitched us up? Yeah. We, we actually fell in love with with, with a sport that um, hopefully you can explain a little bit better, please. Yeah, it's actually a funny story. Um, so at the time being five, six, Dolan would have probably been, you would have been like eight, like eight or nine. Eight or nine. Uh, Raymond, he would have been 10 or 11, saving, just a bit younger than me. You know, we were all around that... Um, around that age where when the mighty ducks had come out 
think it just hit the screens in the mid 90s um you know we just lived and breathed ice hockey ice hockey obviously being no no ice in new zealand or australia we we got the rollerblades on and um we used to think that we were you know mighty ducks players and uh we had this dream to play in the the nhl and um so when we moved to australia to chase our, our all black dream uh, <laughs> um dad so dad had come around and asked all us kids like okay, all right all right all right boys he sat us down and he said um all right now uh, on the weekends they play sports here what what do you what sport do you want to play well me and mum will take you down and we'll sign you up and without hesitation we all said ice hockey we want to play ice hockey and um you know as long story short dad come back with us boys he, he chucked us in the car drove about 100 meters down the road to crumb and chugan seahawks club he said boys this is they don't have ice hockey in uh in australia but this is the closest <laughs> sport that they have to ice hockey and i looked out and seen the fellas running around playing league and um we never looked back since and um that's how that's how we got into rugby league mate i um if there was a uh, a bigger lie that could have been given to us i don't know what it, what it was but right then and there that was out and out an example of our old man's white lies to us hey uh, I, I couldn't find anything boys but you know there's this thing called rugby league uh, and, and funny enough they'll sign all of you up for for one uh for one, for the price of one um classic eli rap and a stitch up but uh we end up you end up taking off with rugby league you um you found your way into the into the code pretty um, quick yeah yeah i did but i, I think oh you know I, I was a bit of a late bloomer compared to the rest of us uh rest of you guys you know um wasn't something that as much as i i i played it as a child and and growing up it wasn't something that i probably loved as much as 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 you guys did um i obviously did it because of the friends that i had you know everyone all my mates were there and um you'd know of all people i enjoyed skateboarding and surfing and um yeah just hanging out with my mates rather than um training hard and and playing footy and it wasn't until yeah i was probably 16 17 that it that it took off for me and um i found the love for it and um was able to excel in it you um w was there one person that you you could say that helped assist you in that journey to sort of come to the uh the understanding of of what sort of talent or gift that you had um because we all saw it we all knew what you were capable of um you say you're a late bloomer you probably didn't see it in yourself until later on um, was there someone that sort of encouraged that in the journey of, of what your full, what your potential was in the in the game? Was there one or a couple of people? Can you think of um, any names? No, obviously Dad. You know, there's always Dad. He was whether we liked it or not. You know, he was waking us up every Saturday morning and um, getting us up and getting us down to crumb and stairs and and getting us training and um, just always there to support us. But um, yeah, in terms of that one person i i think it was just warm within myself um you know finding a love for it um finding a love with the game and, and and a dream to chase um all comes back to you know probably come back to myself and um and yeah any um any coaches deserve a special mention anyone that's helped or assist you on the path or mentors in, in the game um, uh, that have whether it be in footy or or without outside of footy yeah, yeah. I guess um, obviously Dad again. Um, he's been huge influence on all our careers, uh, mine especially. And um, you know, uh, you got 
your coaches um, coming through Corumban. You know, I had um, Gary Knight, uh, Mark Egan. It was, it was some, obviously at school. Pato, Pato was was huge for me too, um, as he was for you. Um, trying, to, trying to think of um, all my other coaches, but yeah, there was all, all the coaches deserve a, a, a massive mention. You know, whether um, they only played a little part of in my Even like guys like uh, is it Kerry Bailey and, yeah, and Nick Daly, yep. Huge yeah. influences on you as a person too, like not only just within yeah. the game. They were, you know, there's some of those coaches, they probably only coached me for half a year or, or a year, but um, yeah, they kept that that desire and that love for the game in me and um, and yeah, and in some small way they've, they've uh, you know, had a massive uh, impact in, in my career. When, when would you say the moment was where you just, you knew? This is uh, this is what I want to do. This is I can do this, and I'm I deserve deserve to be there. When would you say that moment was, or, or has has that moment ever happened to to you? Um, I'd probably say my last year of high school. Um, yeah, I, as I was saying before, I probably didn't peak till, or not even peaked. I didn't make you know any rep teams or anything like that. But my last year of high school, I. Um, Ended up having a really good season, and it was the year before twenties had just come into the comp, or come into play. So, um, at that time, all the NRL clubs were scouting um, school footy players, you know, because they're coming, they're sixteen, mm. seventeen, coming, uh, coming, uh, coming, um, finishing school, and um, they're you know looking to to make a career in football. So. Um, I was just very fortunate of the timing um, of when I f finished high school um, because I was the, the under twenties was coming into play and um, I just ended up having a really good season for the for the Reds and, and had a few clubs approach me and um, from that season that I had I was just confident and knew that man I could actually um, uh, I can make a living of this. Was there a moment? Like, was there like a game, or a, was there like a, I call it my "I'm the man" moment, and um, uh, or like you know when I'm when I'm talking to people, like was there a thing where he's like, you just knew, like I, I can almost put my finger on the pulse of of that moment for myself. Um, I have a moment where I sort of felt like when I because I was there watching you play in that senior year, I remember you um, just tearing apart Kibra Park one one game from fullback yeah. and um and their team was stacked and yous went up to ended up going up to Suncorp and then yous ended up going up to, to Townsville. Yeah. And I would say the weight the weight of the team's um uh you know responsibilities to win, meaning the high school's team to win and and to sort of regain a bit of prominence in schoolboy footy, I felt sort of rested on your shoulders. Like you could say that from from that team's aspect, like you from the back, you're the goal kicker, you're the the oldest guy on the team, you were their leader. Um, could you say that there was a moment where your I'm the man moment that... Yeah. I don't know about I'm the man moment. Um, I just was just enjoying my my rugby, bro. And um, yeah, I, I I guess I did have a big part to play in that, that year. Obviously, we would have liked to have won it. We ended up losing in the final against our Patrician brothers, Blacktown. Um, but um, yeah, throughout that whole year, I thought that I was consistently a, one of our stronger players and um and I and I think that's how I got my um con you know my NRL contract 
um, at the Titans. It was a just reward for someone who deserved it. Like you thoroughly, you know, deserved all the the um, opportunities you got after that with the footy because it wasn't because of a person just liking you. Um, in, it did help that we had connections within the the club and the, the early coaching staff. Um, but it goes a long way to saying I, I spoke in another podcast, my own one, about. Um, anyone trying to make it in anything whether it be you know a sport or anything like that a high high-end skill you first need to be identified and recognized and um you know you can you could you could be 10 times better than yourself or something you know the greatest player but if you live in in a place where you're not going to be seen by the right people you sort of get swept under the rug type thing you know and yeah i think it's funny you say that too because there's been times even when we go back to put where i've had a lot of my cousins um say bro how did you make it you know how did you make it because and and these are guys that are probably just as talented as me and um if not even more talented than us but um and this is no disrespect to put at all but you know just being in the gold coast there's so much more opportunity um being in australia um compared to compared to new zealand um, you know, you've got the lifestyle, like you need, you don't need to walk down, down, uh, Crumbin beach, you know, at five o'clock in the morning, you see how packed it is with people training, uh, walking their dogs, just being outdoors, um, being proactive. It's just, a, a the lifestyle is just, yeah. Just, you can, I, I also mentioned in that podcast, and if you haven't had to listen to it, go jump over to my story. It's episode one. Um, but I, I basically, uh, sort of talked about how, um, our parents saw a bigger picture for us as a kids six kids at the time mum and dad um they saw the price of entry of what it would take for say someone like you or i to get a trade back home or um one of their kids to you know get a opportunity to be an all black um through the the current system that they had and there was the the price of entry was massive because there were so many good players vying for that one spot um would you say that uh, for any aspiring uh, what advice would you give to any aspiring young athlete that potentially would like to try to crack it um that that isn't a place maybe that doesn't have the eyes and ears that that are required to to give them an opportunity what would you say to them um just keep being persistent you know keep sticking at it um as i was saying before um not everybody or you know for myself i didn't make um any rep teams you know and um i was a bit of a late bloomer um but i guess in their case you know it's not going to always be um, someone to, to spot them or scout them you know, might, might come a bit later or might not happen straight away when they're younger but um, persistence the key and um, being consistent and um, sticking to it uh, and your time will come yep beautiful um, so as life rolled on uh, you you uh, you took some time off you, you made your debut in 2008 as an 18 year old scored a, scored a double on double on your debut against the Roosters Um just quickly, any, any thoughts or m- any memories that stand out from that that uh, lead up to that that game or the uh, game? Apart from forgetting my boots. Oh, <laughs> yeah, who could? <laughs> I, I, forgive me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but did Matty Johns come up to you after and say, "How do you feel?" And you said, "My feet hurt." <laughs> <laughs> my feet hurt because I'm a size 13 and I have my cousin size 11s on. <laughs> hey, so for those that are listening, this is no lies, man. <laughs> Uh, me, and, me and Jordan, I was in the squad, uh, you know, training with the team and we all got issued our kit and um, we had a, an away strip and a polo and a, and a home polo. Jordan lives down beyond the, like with mum and dad down south and um, 
he thought that he'd go for a surf i think or a skate like literally hours before the flight was was due to leave and um ended up you know racing back home or racing back getting dad coming to pick him up and he didn't have i don't think you had the required um polo, kit, polo to wear on the plane i had the i had the the blue one home the home polo and everyone was in the white polo. <laughs> <laughs> so jordan's rocked up and and like mate this is no word of a lie they're driving down down the gold coast highway and jordan's got a wet shirt that he grabbed out of the wash out of the washing machine and um and he's hanging it out the window drying with the trying to right. like get it get some you know like wind up the window and then lock it in and got this titan shirt flapping off on the side trying to dry it he didn't have any boots, so he's like, Dad, Dad, um, take me over to... Uh... No, took, took me to Diaz's, went to Auntie Bins and got... Well, Diaz had some boots on him and Diaz... Or he left some at our house, so I ended up taking... Or someone... No, you just brought them down for me, I'm pretty sure. Because I went down a day day early and realised I forgot my boots. And then whoever... Yeah, well, so down. typically you would, you'd have your boots with you. And a classic Jordan scenario is just turn up with his... Lucky if he's got his undies. And he got he gets there and he's like, oh, i got no boots. And so cousin Diaz like races into his cupboard and grabs out um, his size tens, and um, X blades. You know, shout out to X blades there, little plug. Um, Jordan gets down there, rips the inner soles out of them. I don't know, probably uh, stretched the socks over to try to make them as thin as possible, and um, plays the game. Plays out of his skin, scores a double, jumps up in the air, stops a try, has a magnificent game, and then uh, the most memorable thing was uh, how sore your feet were. Eh? Yeah. I'd like to say I have to, I have uh, gone a lot better um, uh, with that carefree nature that I had. Um, I was just only the other day I was when I had to go get the surgery at, at Pindara. That the, the previous time I was ever going to go to Pindara Hospital was for a shoulder rico, and this was around the same the same year when I was at the Titans. This is how carefree I was. I um, well, I shouldn't say carefree. I should say didn't give a f. <laughs> Um, surf was pumping one morning and I had an op, op plan so the Titans had booked me in for, for a shoulder reconstruction and Kane Lawton one of my mates at the time we were living down in Kingscliff uh, Chindra no where were we uh, Kajarina and I was getting ready mum's like make sure you got to start fasting um, you got your op I was like yeah sweet sweet Kane I rocks up to my house about 6, six in the morning 7 in the morning bro the surf's pumping trust me you don't want to <laughs> you can't miss the surf i was like oh but i've got my surgery he goes bro trust me you don't want to i end up jumping in the car taking off for a surf for three hours and missing my shoulder up and you know not even like not even caring or or worrying that, <laughs> that i've um you know let the team down or um yeah you know, so you're making you're making it to operations on time now yeah, i'm making it to operations on time i'm not forgetting my boots and um yeah i've I've grown out of that that phase or that stage. Uh, that, and that that shows that you're you are developing. You're a better maturing. man. You're maturing. <laughs> uh, here here at the Better Man uh, pro- Project, we like to say that we we improve by one percent each day, yeah. and uh, let's hope that over. Total opposite to you, Jolie. I know. I like to stack wins, small wins every day. I'm that I'm that guy that's got to tick boxes. Jolie would have had eight every, boots packed for his debut. You never know. Hey, you never know. It might might be a bit wet. So you might need to have the uh, the screw-in studs. Uh, you might need to have the molds if it's a bit of a hard track. You never know. You never know. So um, uh, it was well publicized around 2009 and 10 that you took some time off. You went and served a mission for your church. Where did you serve? Served in England, Birmingham mission. Um, so Midlands of, of England. I was majority, majority of my time was in um, 
in Wales, so it covered all of Wales, and then obviously the Midlands of England. So um, yeah, it was um, pretty rough, some pretty rough areas uh, through there, but um, really enjoyed it and enjoyed my time there. Any lasting memories from that thing that stand out to you as like something that you cherish forever, or something that you'd oh, you know want to want to pass on to a family member or your son or your children or whatever yeah. just to let them know? Or? It was definitely um, you know. They talk about it being the best two years of your life. Um, I, I learned a lot of it. I learned a lot in those two years about myself. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was the best two years, but um, you know, it was the most rewarding two years. Uh, um, I met some wonderful people, and um, I'm still friends with them, close friends with them till this day. So um, it was. Uh, yeah something I'll, I'll never regret and um you know at the time uh, there was a lot of people um criticizing me for leaving you know giving up the game uh to go to go and do that um but you know everyone everyone on a mission sacrifices something and um i loved every minute of it and um you know hopefully that my example of, of going on a mission can can uh I, you know my kids and um, family members can see that and, and want to follow that. I um I, I happen to be in a similar situation, although nowhere near the level of footy that Jordan was playing. You were playing first grade. You were recognised as one of the great talents that were coming through the game. I was just finishing up a schoolboy career, then went away on a mission. Um, when when you're out there, did you ever feel the pressure of of having to you know coming home that you had to deliver that you had to re- return and and sort of prove naysayers wrong um no i never you, you know what i'm like bro like it takes a lot for me to to um you know um feel that pressure um if, if anything i was just excited to come back and, and um play play footy again you know i didn't i don't think for once that um i had to come back and oh, i had to you know take off uh from where i left off um yeah i didn't feel like that at all i just was just uh, excited to be home and um, just I knew it was going to take one step at a time and um, I, I think the biggest hurdle and it come back to, to bite me was what I was talking about before was uh, that shoulder Rico that I never got fixed you know that whole two years I was gone um, it didn't get better it didn't heal on its own it needed the surgery so when I got back it, it just kept popping out and uh, that ended up becoming a bit of a, a hurdle and an obstacle for me um, I think it ended up taking after once I went to the force because that's when I when I got back I went to the force and I ended up being there I was meant to be there for two years and the two years that I was there I just kept uh, the first year sorry I was there shoulder kept popping out and at the end of the year I got it finally got it operated on and got it fixed up and um, yeah, it just wasted wasted a fair bit of my rugby union career. So you came back in two thousand and twelve. You got back to 2012? Yeah. Uh, 2012? Yeah, because yeah, that's... Sorry. No, nah, 11. 11. 11. That's when I had my shoulder surgery yeah. and I was at the 4th. 2011, you made a transition to rugby union. People knew about this. It was it was publicly known. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about um, why I made that, that too. And um, that comes back to being where I was located on, on my mission. Um, being in Wales and obviously England, rugby unions, you know, it's a bit like uh, massive, yeah. exactly like New Zealand, you know, it's 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 a religion in in, in Wales. And um, having served two years over there, 
uh, being around it and obviously being a Kiwi boy that's grow up watching the All Blacks, um, I think my perspective and uh, dream had changed a little bit. You know, I already had a taste of NRL and um, I, as much as I loved league, I, you know, I wanted to try something different and um, and that's partially why I, um, I I went to the force after my mission. You um I you came to the force. I had left the force. I was and then you. We ended up we ended up crossing paths while you were at the force as an injured player, and I was at the Reds. Yeah, remember? I think it was my my Reds debut. You were a couple of weeks out from getting back on the field, wasn't it? Or oh, I can't remember. I remember. Yeah, you were on the sideline, and I and I was thinking, man, that would have been cool to to play against each other. We had we had very few opportunities that we ever crossed paths playing against each other on the field but we've only had really one op- one chance to play with like, with each other ever yeah. and that was um when you were a, a, a 20s player in a, yeah, in a pre-season yeah, yeah. trial um that was the year i ended up debuting so yeah i started off in the 20s that's yeah. right yeah. kane lawton we played against canberra of all teams yeah. do you remember that yeah um and the irony of that is that you're now a raider and uh, it's that one chance that we got to share the field, which to me will go down as, as one of my great memories for me uh, as a player. So you end up leaving Perth. You love Perth? Loved it. Beautiful loved, place? Loved Perth, apart from the, the six-hour flight, you know, to oh, come home. Torture. Um, a beautiful place. Beautiful spot, yeah. Yeah. You end up, um, uh, for whatever reason, let, let, let go by the force, and you end up in, in Canberra. Just quickly, like, how, how did that sort of come about? Um, so, yeah, after... Uh, so, at the force, the new coach came in, uh, pretty much cleared out about, I think, I think about seven or eight players. Um, he was the Waratahs coach, so he'd just come into into the, the um, to the force and pretty much brought half the Waratahs over and cleaned out, um, you know, uh, me and a bunch of players. One of them being one of my best mates now, named Lockie McCaffrey, who's... He's at the Brumbies. And if you don't know who Lockie is, uh, jump on. You can follow him on his social media. Um, he's just started a, a trust, uh, no, a um, charity with uh, one of the boys, the Tongan, Tongan boys, boys, yeah, yeah, um, who lives here. Big, uh, what's his, what's his name? Uh, along, uh, Big unit. Yeah. Um, uh, um, can't think of I just name. met him the other day, actually. Um, so he lives here. He coaches down here in Varsity. Yeah. Ex-Melbourne Rebels and Manly Marlin. Anyways, yeah. He's a unit. Yeah, so he... So he he ended up getting rid of Lockie and um, myself and there was a few other players and um, I was just ready to pack up um, shop and come back here to Goldie. Um, But I was fortunate to get a call from Steve Larkham, who was the Brumbies assistant coach, and um, on my way back from Perth back to Queensland, he said stop off at uh, Canberra and uh, come do a pre-season with us. Um, they had a few injuries at the time, um, and he's just like, you know, we we could do with an extra back. See how you go, and I ended up going there and um, really enjoying it. Uh, I got to play all the preseason games, and you travelled uh, with the team too, didn't you? Somewhere? Yep, yep. Uh, oh, it's just around Australia, but yeah, I was able to play all the preseason games, train with them, and actually go pretty uh, well enough that they offered me a, um, a one-year deal you know for the contract extension but at the same sliding doors at the same time as this um the raiders had just sacked josh dugan blake ferguson shando earl had just been uh got done for um his, peptides. His, yeah. yeah and yeah they were 
obviously stripped of outside back. So I was uh, one contract here from from the the Brumbies, um, uh, a one year deal which um, I could have could have signed. But and and you got to keep in mind too that the Brumbies backline at this stage was the Wallabies. The Wallabies, backline. it's like they were good. Oh, so I, I was as much as I, I played all the preseason games, I only played them because I, there were injuries, you know, and then those players came back by round one. Um, I was back on the waiting list waiting for another injury. Um, so I had to weigh up that option. Um, so on the flip side, I approached the David Ferner, who was the uh, Raiders coach at that time. And just, I had nothing to lose. I said, hey, look, I'm in Canberra here at the Brumbies. I'm about to sign a one-year deal. Um, he obviously knew who I was from, from back in my um, 20s era, uh, 20 stage and um, my few games that I played for at the Titans and I guess for him he had nothing to lose either so he wrote me up a two-year deal um, obviously money was cucks but I wasn't there for the money I was there for the opportunity to to prove that I'd still still got it and um, yeah the rest is history so you you end, so this whole time in this transition period are you established like have you got a house have you are you w- no. what's your living situation like what are you doing for work? Are you like working extra days and nights? Yeah, yeah. So uh, at this stage, because um, I was on a preseason deal with the Brumbies, um, wasn't much money at all. So I was doing security um, at the clubs. I was part-time barber. Got a job as a uh, part-time barber. And um, yeah, just pouring beers at one of the pubs. I was it, pretty much any any work I could find, just, you know, that would, that would fit into... Uh, uh, a professional football player. Basically, so any, training, any work at training, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah, work yeah. at night or in the afternoons, um, I was trying to do just to, just to keep my head above water. Um, but yeah, once I got that contract from the Raiders, it was um, uh, financially it was a little bit better than, oh, a lot better than than the um, than the Brumbies deal, and it was t- obviously a two-year deal, so that was a bit of security and. Um, I was very fortunate. I, I had family down there in the Abels, um, our cousins. Uh, they looked after well, uh, me. Charlie, Charlie's playing Charlie, over in yep. the States at the Giltinis, at the LA Giltinis. They just won the, the national competition in America. Um, Robbie's just wrapped up a pretty solid super rugby career, finishing yeah. up over there with, as assistant coach with Auckland. Um, oh, they're all talented as well. Yep. As they got, their younger brother plays halfback for the force. Uncle, Uncle Tony's working at the Brumbies now too. Oh, he's, he's awesome. a gear man there, so um, yeah, wonderful family. They took me in, and um, I'm very fortunate to them because uh, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today if, if um, they hadn't have taken me in. So um, yeah, so the, uh, the the journey for a young athlete, an aspiring young um, individual trying to make it as a police officer, I don't know, like a, a school teacher, an athlete. What sort of advice would you give them if they feel that maybe the journey isn't the doesn't look the way that they because your, your journey i suppose didn't didn't doesn't like to the outsider looking in they probably think oh yeah he just did this this that and he and he made it but now as you sort of unfold the onion you realize like mate there were some pretty dark times there uh, or some times where you're sort of like you know in and out of a bit of um but lacking confidence in certain things um, what sort of advice would you give to a young person trying to aspire to be the best version of themselves or go chase after a goal? Um, what, what sort of advice would you give them if they think that it's it's slipping away or it's a bit further away than what they think? 
um, yeah, I touched on it before with the persistence, but um, it really is the key, bro. Like, it, you know, never giving up. Um, you don't know, you know how far away you are from from success or, or from 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 making it. So, um, you know, yeah, just just stick at it. Just keep 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 grinding. Um, yeah, and it's then even when you're grinding and and you got a contract, there's still going to be hurdles. There's still going to be roadblocks. Um, but you just gotta. Keep your head down and, and keep six again, go again, bro. Yep. So you talk, I like that, that six again mentality. It's, yeah. it's start again, start the set again and, and get after it. Um, you've spoken about some of your career highlights. Um, what would you consider some of your career lowlights um, that, you've, that you've been through? Um, yep, this is footy, footy related. Yep. Um, uh, so after my, after I've just, Got back uh, into the league and I'd signed um, with the Raiders. Um, in a nutshell, it took me uh, almost a year after I'd signed with the Raiders. It took me a year of playing reserve grade, um, and I was—I'm you know, not one to blow my trumpet. I was—I was. I was uh, you were carving up, bro. You were killing it. You were carving it. I was in WA and I was seeing. I was like, hey, and it was frustrating. There's like top try scorer, three tries a game, was, um, four tries a game. Like, it was very frustrating because. The Raiders at the time were not going Ordinary. good. They, they were like, yeah. f- you know, finishing thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth on the ladder, and um, there was just no changes being made in the team, and it was pretty um, disheartening as a as a fringe player. Um, and I'm, I wasn't the only one. There was other players too that were playing really well um, in the Queensland and New South Wales Cup, but there was just no no changes. Anyways, long story short, I finally get my crack. I um, play fullback. Up in Darwin, played out of your had, skin. Played out of my skin. Had about eight drop balls, but <laughs> the but, effort was there. But about fifty carries. Um, uh, then I went into my next game against the Dragons, and again played. I was really happy with my game. About halfway through the game, I fractured my skull, and I remember, uh, I remember this memory, uh, real clear because I just worked so hard to get back to NRL and. The trainer's trying to tell me to come off. There's a hole in your head, and I was like, "But I, you know, I, I was like, you're not taking this one away from me, bro. I worked my ass off to <laughs> to get back here, and I just remember playing through the, yeah, I end up playing through the whole whole um, whole game, and um, end up having to get rushed to the hospital after the game with a, with a the, fractured uh, skull. Yeah, yeah, the photo that. Oh, the things that we saw straight after that was nothing. Was a bit of a Frankenstein picture. Yeah. They um, they call it the zipper. The, the zipper bro you probably can see it with my scar there's a scar there so there's oh no it. that um that that hair that you've that, been that you've that's had, why uh the that, hairline is uh the way it is bro it's actually from uh the, the surgery <laughs> i got <laughs> Ooh. so they cut you open here like that and pull, pulled me um forehead down. forehead down so it was a long way down <laughs> yeah there's it and count um, in seconds one one thousand two one thousand <laughs> yep they nearly there put a um metal plate so I still got it now. It still, um, it gives me a bit of grief every now and then. But is that when you? Uh, uh, is that like you were saying that sometimes you get like hit on side parts of your face, yeah. but but the the pain's there. Is that right? Is that yeah, yeah. It's or if you bite down on your tingling, mouth guard, and you're like, mm. yeah, it still gives me tingles and that. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, so that ended up setting me back again. You know, so I've just worked my my butt off to get back in. I've played two games in my second game. I've got a career ah uh, career ending a uh, season ending injury. So I've gone, oh, another setback, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, there's going to be setbacks even when you do make it. 
uh, but you just gotta six again go again and um push on so yeah that was probably one of the biggest uh low low lights in my career do you um do you take advantage of the the highs and lows like for example that experience that you shared there do you use that in in your life outside of footy as well do you use those experiences to help you in areas of your life that aren't to do with your professional career um probably should bro uh yeah i'd like to think i do um uh, yeah, I I, I, pro- I definitely do it with you know with um, you know my relationship marriage. Um, I've only uh, just new uh, newly become a father, um, so I definitely you know we'll be teaching that to to Tani as well. Um, I, w- I wanted to yeah talk talk to a bit of that. Um, you're married to you're married two years ago. Yep. Uh, it was the Kardashian wedding of all weddings that we've ever been to, if there was one. Um, you got married in Wanaka. In yep. Queenstown, um, basically at the foothills of where they filmed Lord of the Rings. Everyone there had, from our family at least, had never been there, or most of them anyway. Um, definitely one of the highlights of your life. Yep. Um, you know that, and, and the birth of Tani, uh, you know, two massive highlights of my life. And um, yeah, it was such a good, uh, memorable uh, time in all our lives, you know. It's one from for my marriage, and, and you guys got the, the meanest holiday. Oh, your guys' lives, mate. So. I'll talk about it every podcast. The saying about like my trip to Queens, I'll, I'll find a way to bring it up in each podcast. Um, and even just conversations, we can hear the little boy out there. He's he's obviously um, he's ready for dad to wrap this thing up soon. But um, you're a dad now, you're, you're a father. What does it mean to you to be a, a father? Oh, it's, it's awesome, bro. Um, you know, I'm out of 10 siblings. Uh, being one of the older ones, I was a late like, bloomer yeah, as well. A late bloomer, <laughs> you know. But um, you know, I've got to be an uncle to to all my nephews and nieces, and um, you know, watch my you guys all become fathers and um, the, the examples and role models you are to your kids. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a wonderful thing, and um, you know, I've eventually got there, and um, I'm loving it so far. Uh, and it, it, it is like I'm, I don't mean to cut you off there, like it's. It's energizing because um, I find fatherhood difficult. Each yeah. family situation is different. You know, I've got teenage kids and um, we have a blended family. Um, and I, I personally find uh, fathering older kids challenging yeah. um, because I'm a, of my personality. And so at the Better Man Project, the reason why I started this whole thing was to try to better myself and in the, in the pursuit of trying to better myself, help others to, to, you know, share my challenges or my wins and my losses and try to help each other to do it. Um, is there any is there any wins that you've gained along your way that you may have learnt, that you've learnt from your dad or our dad um, that you want to instill in your boy as he grows up? Um, yeah, uh, or anything that just stands out to you? Um, yeah, you can achieve anything, you know. Dad's, Dad's been um, our biggest role model, and um, yeah, uh, there isn't a memory where I don't remember Dad not being at any of our games when we were young. Um, you know, just being just the best example, you know. If ever you know, talk about heroes and um, people you aspire to be like, you know. There's no one else that um, I aspire to be like apart from my dad. You know, it's just. Um, 
super resilient, super t- persistent, to the point that it's annoying sometimes. Like Jolin, answer yeah. your phone. Jolin, answer. Bro, I, I didn't answer. I'm screening you because I'm busy, man. He definitely lacks patience. That's, that, that's something I lack too, and uh, something I'm trying hard to work on. And Kels reminds me every day. Um, but I, I think we all learned that from uh, our koro and our, our dad. But, mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm. I um, yeah, I, uh, you know, as long as I can be be uh, a dad, uh, you know, just a little bit like my how my dad was, then I know I'll be a successful father. I um, you know, there's within the TBM project um, mantra, we I talk about like the eight areas of life, that being in my order: marriage, fatherhood, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, also leadership. And um, so all of those things combined, like fatherhood is up the top there. Marriage is, is paramount. Um, speaking about fatherhood, I can tell that it's obviously means something to you. And the role models that you've had as a father obviously means something to you. Just on marriage, what does your marriage mean to you? Um, yeah, obviously everything, bro. It's um, yeah, it's created you know, my son and um, you know, I love my wife and she's she's been huge with throughout my career too in in, uh, in football um again i wouldn't be where i am in my career if it wasn't for her um she's she's been uh dad you know dad's been uh, uh example and, and a role model and and that person that's um you know every time we've got knocked down when we we're younger um he's the one that's told us to keep going and, and keep being resilient but um you know i've got to give it to kels too she's been that person since i've become a professional athlete she does that for me every day um even with our decisions of um when it comes to well what we're going to do um career-wise you know i have to resign you know every everything um she, she's really onto it and um she's yeah the matriarch of our house and um yeah she's yeah, she's just awesome. It's it's awesome when you've got a, a help meet in the corner there that's just like punching way above a eh? like you know they're delivering in all sorts like we we spoke about um you know how important our father like turning up as a dad is like you mentioned dad just was at everything um dance recitals that we were all involved in uh you know piano lessons karate lessons footy t-ball Dad was always standing in the corner, like whispering sweet nothings in our ear about how we could be better, or whatever. Um, you talked about marriage and, and the important the importance that you place on the marriage. Um, do you think, uh, and you know, in whatever shape or form you want to answer this question, do you think in the world that we live in today, um, we could do with a lot more of this type of goodness out there? For sure, bro. For sure. And what capacity do you think we could try to help others? Um, you know, mates, friends, or people that don't have these experiences, like a, a wife, a marriage, children. How do you think that you could share the message from the platform or the place that you stand on as a leader or public figure? That's a very hard question, bro. <laughs> but as a public figure, you know, like people look to you as an example. Um, there's probably no special way of doing it, but what, what, like, what do you mean by what, what do like, you mean by this question? So, like, people look up to you, right? Yeah. They don't know who the hell I am, so they're going to be like, oh, you know, who's that guy over there trying to live a healthy marriage? Um, what things can you do, or is there anything that, that you've seen other people do who are professionals in your sport that are executing at a high level, that are doing like the most mundane things like 
making their kids lunch doing or you know or dropping their kids off at school turning up to their footy trains are there things that they're doing really really well yeah um um see i know see has got yeah, a see is probably the, the best example to that um he just does the little the little one percent is right you know he's um always there for his kids and i'm not saying that you know no one else is but yeah he just cons- i think it's just consistently doing it you know it's it's one thing to to go out and um take your kids to footy you know one day a week and i uh, miss it for a few you know a few other weeks but um yeah just being consistent i think at um yeah at, at parenting and um being a husband just consistently good at, at whatever you do we i know that um kids spell love t-i-m-e and i didn't want to know that when my wife was trying to tell me it was like if you give them time they think that you like love them and there's times I just want to sit on my phone. There's times that I just want to zone out and just like go hide in the room and play on the Sega or on the Nintendo or Call of Duty as yeah. you probably would. Um, are there any of those little sacrifices that you're trying to make to try to be a better dad? Yeah, um, you know, I've got a long way, long way to go. We all do. We all, all, all got room for improvement. And, um, you know, I have this conversation daily with Kels. You know, it's so easy to... to take your eye off Tunny and oh, he's playing over there he'll be alright you know but um, as you said just giving him that, that um, time and uh, being present with him I think is, is, is the biggest the biggest thing for, for me as a dad is um, as you said you know they grow up you're, you're dad of a te- of teenagers now so you know like that they're, they're, that that, uh, that childhood's uh, they've grown out of that so you know, I don't want to miss it and um, I don't want to take it for granted as well so I'm uh, constantly reminded as you just said that today today was my daughter's our oldest daughter's first day of finishing school like she's got a graduation and formal stuff but she no longer has the requirement to go to school and I'm thinking to myself man I'm an old cat like bro and I know I, I sort of jumped on the on the train a couple of years into it but you know, she was already a young girl at the time, but um, I put a post up yesterday or a story on my personal things about like I found a photo and my and my um my wife put up it was like our babies were like babies, bubbas, sort of like Tunny, mm. and now they're eight, nine years old, telling me that they learnt about democracy, politics. <laughs> I was like, what? How do you spell that? <laughs> uh, maybe you should come teach us, baby. I've got no idea what you're on about there. Um, Normally, bro, like, uh, like just I know I said we're coming to the closer. I've, I've just got some questions that um, no one's asked me. I just would like to know. Um, and you can just shoot these straight from the hip before we get into our quick fire questions. But we're sort of going to extend the quick fire questions on. But um, I, I actually first, before I go on with these questions, I, I just want to put something to rest on uh, the Mancy the Mancy podcast. Our sister and, that, uh, and her husband have got a podcast. Um, uh, there's something that I, I want I want you to straight from the horse's mouth one of the questions that they they put out there was um, and I, I don't know in reference to what it was about but who is the fastest in the family and like I, I don't know if they were lying but they kept saying me and they kept saying who's the strongest in the, and they kept saying me but I just want to put put things to rest mate who's who's the fastest in the family because uh, you might have data to back up your speed I don't um, oceanic under 14 um, 100 meter sprint champ is not data um are we talking like present or mate out and out speed? Up? Yeah, like obviously oh, you'd right leave now, me. I've yeah, if we're running covered. a KFC, I'd I've win. I've got you covered. I've got you covered by a country mile, bro. 
But if we rewind the clock, I had a bit of toe. Yeah, you only need to go watch Joel and uh, do the 800 meter runs around <laughs> around the block at uh, Urban. Wait, all I hear is 800 for time. And I was like, yep, yep. Well, I'm going to run that clock out. I'm a waddler. And a shuffle, I call it the shuffle. Um, but you have clocked up some pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hot mileage, like uh, yeah, on I your top end speed. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm quick. You know, I'd say I'm. Um, top end speed though top end speed yeah Uh, top end speed I think the quickest I've got um, would be in a few years ago I think it was a 34 or 35 I got so 35 kilometers but that you know compare that to Adokar he hits 40 you know so it's he's moving he's moving yeah yeah yeah. it's still nowhere near um, you know those those fast guys uh, speeds but But, uh, for me I think I I can hold that you know a lot more uh, consistently than than someone who is like an Adokar who's you know, pretty quick there, there was a season I think it was 2016 when you were just uh, I think you, you matched Adokar for top uh, equal or Vonivalu for equal top try score in the comp and um, you were on fire that year and you were like you are like doing runaway tries thank you, you know. BJ Leilua yeah 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 <laughs> the better half of the Leipana uh, combo um, yeah you were running away with, with tries left you know all over the field from that on that right edge whatever um, do you think that was probably the peak of your speed in that around that era? Yep, yep, for sure. Um, and that probably came back to the weight I was at too. You know, I've, the last three years I've been, or well, last year in 2020, I was 110. I came back from Japan huge. Um, last COVID, year, COVID, hey, we'll blame it on COVID. Yeah, yeah blame it on COVID. Last year, I got my weight back down to 102, um, which still wasn't where I wanted to be, but you could notice the difference uh, playing eight kilos. Uh, lighter than the previous year but um yeah in 2016 i was playing at 95 96 kilos so um it's a lot easier to run at that that weight then yeah more efficient and and the thing about your speed that we were talking about before and i don't want to like take any shine away from from it at all um you're delivering that 35 kilometer an hour or 35k an hour on rip on repeat um at, on the 80th minute and that's why you look so fast because yeah. your your fitness and your ability to repeat effort on on effort at the back end is really what was the telltale sign of your speed. Would you agree? Yep. Yeah, I'd agree. But um, yeah, there's definitely still times where I'm running like you are in your 800 meters, and uh, that's only feel, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing a repeat. To I mate. feel like that at times though. But yeah, the uh, I'm running an 800 meter and a 1.5k time uh, sub time. Um, uh, favorite cheat meal is there a favorite cheat meal in there favorite cheat meal um yeah uh i'm gonna go double quarter pounder uh, oh, from mcdonald has yeah. to be on the steam bun no yeah. onions yeah extra mayo extra mayo if i'm yeah if i'm gonna be really fat i'll go with the extra is that with a side of uh chicken nuggets with an extra chocolate thick shake a few years ago a few years ago yeah now um, I get full pretty easy now so uh, I will get a chocolate milkshake though yeah you've yeah. got to have the pudding with the dinner you know just to sort of round it out eh? sugar, yeah. sugar with the salt you know I just had these um, this chicken burger on the way over from Hungry Jack's actually and that we're going to give it there. a plug yeah. you heard it here first TBM Project the Podcast new, the new Hungry Jack's chicken uh, classic classic yeah do yourself a favour get on down there through the drive through it's worth your pennies uh, I love it. You'll love it. Okay. Um, um, 
uh, recovery protocols in the off season? Are you doing anything to try to help the body recover, reset, um, the mind recover, reset? Yep. Uh, last year, uh, sorry, this this year and last year, um, getting older, um, getting towards the back end of my career now. Uh, I never used to like doing these recoveries or these little one percenters. Jordan's just walked in with an ice pack on his knee too, post-recovery, so he had the ice pack in there. Yeah, you know, there you go. When you know you're getting old and um, taking your anti-inflammatories, our body relies on them heavily throughout the season. <laughs> they don't know the difference between Skittles and anti-inflammatories because we have so many of them. Um, yeah, uh, it, 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 it actually does become a huge part of your career uh, towards the back end of uh, you know of your career. You start to get older, you need to look after your body. And, um, uh, it's your money maker, so you know as long as your body's around and, and um, at a hundred percent, then that's as long as you can play for. I know that it's been said before. Um, you've got a reputation not being one of the the craziest gym trainers, but um, uh, are you getting in the gym a bit more often this break? Yep, yep. This is the first preseason um, out of eight eight years or nine nine seasons where I've actually um, had a crack in the gym and um, done some stuff in the off season, and that's um, obviously because I've been up here in my off season, so it's. It's easy to, to be tempted to go down to urban with your brothers and sisters and, and um, get involved. So um, even my, usually at this time, so I'm coming towards the, the back end of the 10 week break that we have. Um, I'm usually a dollar, dollar five by now. Um, and you're pretty lean. You're- but, but right now I'm 100 kilos. So that just shows I've, I've kept five kilos off me um, from... Yeah, just being at home, being around Jaylee and Adam, and um, having them cook <laughs> cook me rabbit food at night. So if you don't know who Jaylee and Adam are, you'll know who by the end of listening to these podcasts. Then it's my sister and her husband, and they're both uh, world CrossFit Games athletes, um, and they eat like CrossFit Games athletes. They live like that. They own a CrossFit gym, CrossFit Urban, uh, with a, a partnership um, with another. Um, couple who were part of their team that yeah. ended up going over and they finished in seventh seventh place in You're the world have to get them on here bro and we are we're gonna have to get them on here at some stage i'd like to split them up and try to get hear it from the horse's mouth yeah. i don't want to have Jay Lee, uh you know speaking over and having family domestics Adam, and, Adam. oh mate you would never hear the end of it um but uh yeah so i i've noticed a difference in your um in your training bro you're turning up you're lifting weights have you got a favorite exercise uh, i know it is crossfit um but you you are tailoring the exercises to make a bit more strength and conditioning for yourself is there a favorite exercise that you found in the off-season break that you could uh the basketball hoop outside the gym oh yeah yeah free throws <laughs> <laughs> um probably the wall balls i don't mind the wall balls they're pretty cool um yeah, glutes and hammies are gone the next day, but um, they're, they're enjoyable. Sort of like bang for your buck, eh? It's like you're doing shoulder presses, yeah. uh, explosive squats, um, and, and a bit of posterior chain there. Looking after the lower back, the Gary Jack. Um, uh, any supplements you're taking, mate? Like, I know, I know, like, and I'm touching on these things because if there's a listener out there, I, I know that there's kids that have come through my program that are looking forward to this interview. They're like, what does Jordan eat? What does, and I was like, bro, that's not the, ask me. I'll tell you, like, that, Jordan will just keep it real simple for you, but uh, like, are there any supplements other, you know, other than sort of medicine that you're using that that you, um, you're finding that's working for you, or that you're sort of introducing to the diet? Never, never been a big man on supplements. Um, still not. Uh, yeah, my protein shake is a good old banana milk. <laughs> good old banana milk from uh, <laughs> from uh, Coles. Nah. 
Uh, yeah, apart from uh, uh, yeah, maybe a pre-workout, I don't mind that every now and then. Uh, it gets me up and going before gyms. You know, sometimes in pre-season, they're long, torturous days. Oh. Uh, 12, you know, 11, 12 hours. You need a 500 mil yeah, monster to get you exactly, through, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats a good old pre-workout before your workout, uh, before your weights. Yeah, just to top it up, just to get the body, the blood flowing. Um, thoughts after footy? You got any thoughts after footy? Anything um, on the radar? Like you're, you're two years out. Um, yeah, the end's uh, closer than the beginning was. Being able to acquire a bit of a portfolio in property. Um, I I, uh, I like how you lifted the leg there. <laughs> you crossed the leg over. <laughs> if you if you're in the studio, cross the leg over. Just turn the hip. Uh, just uh, acquired a. They, portfolio uh, my house smells of rich mahogany i have many leather bound books i don't know how else to say this but i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> nah yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah man, and this is big big props to cows too as we were talking about before she's been huge um in helping me save and um not not uh waste my money while you know while uh while i'm um, living the short career so uh, we've been able to, to, to get a few properties and um, yeah it's something that interests me and uh, a path that I've thought about taking. I, and I, I know you're going to kill it bro you just take those same that same mentality you've had in, on dominating the field you're going to kill it man I'm, I'm really excited to see where that goes for you uh, and then also Cal's been a weapon in the background uh, reassuring me the importance of having a good help meeting and a, and a, and a team member co-pilot um so normally bro um actually one last question before we get into this last yeah. thing if you could go back and tell it to talk to an 18 year old version of jordan like you could go and teleportation and go back and see an 18 year old version of jordan what would you tell him you get one you get one chance to like 20 seconds what are you going to tell him uh geez, that's a tough one um uh, and you're gonna answer this and you're gonna be like you're gonna leave here going Fuck, i wouldn't even say that but yeah yeah that's that's, a, that's what i mean um just say keep being you bro you know um yeah this you know i try to live this is not this is not what i'd say i'm just explaining um, something here but uh, you know I try to live my life with no regrets bro and um, looking back at my life I don't have any regrets at all so um, I'll just say to that person keep being you and um, keep enjoying life and uh, yeah I don't know no that's good and again it's I'm not um, going to tell me to change me because everything that's happened is, it's has made reasons. me yeah, yeah it's made me the person I am so couldn't, um, I couldn't agree more man it's a little bit of a twisted one I thought I was right in there so we finish up here um, we're wrapping up here we're going to play a minute to win it okay it's a little game that we chuck in at the back end of every interview um, I've selected 10 questions and they're sp specifically for you and the aim of the game here is just to shoot straight from the hip. first thing that comes to mind do you got and you've got answers no, 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 no. There's oh. no answers. It's your answers. Yeah. Just so that the audience and, and those that are engaging with this, um, again, so the five people that to win it. it's a minute to win a game. We're going to try to get through ten questions in a minute. Okay. Yeah. We're not, but it'll probably be like two minutes because you'll be like, um, say it again. Um, yeah. Um. So yeah, the idea is just to shoot straight from the hip, answer the question, and we'll wrap it. Truthfully. Up. The first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Try try to be instinctive. I'm good at lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a good liar. 
Um, you want to try to answer instinctively and just try to yeah. shoot straight from the hip. Okay. I'll try to ask the questions as clear as possible, as clear as I can, so that you can get them. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Question one: Favorite hair product? Uh, Dax. Um, hip hop or R and B? R and B. Favorite childhood TV show? Uh, Goonies. Show or, or is that or oh, we'll, oh, we'll movie movie show show fa- favorite childhood show would be uh, 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 and then you put me on the spot Transformers um I'm gonna say uh, Rocket Power Rocket Power okay cool um if you had a superpower what would it be uh Invincible why is that what? <laughs> the Invincible Man Invincible so you just what oh invin- like you can't be seen. Uh, not no. invisible inv- sorry invincible you can- dirty man uh, <laughs> exactly. I was like, uh, why invincible, invincible like you can do like anything indestructible yeah indestructible oh, okay cool yeah. yeah yeah wolverine okay um best advice a coach has ever given you or most impactful advice uh best advice um can't think Nothing, nothing no. comes to mind? No. Okay, cool. We'll move on. Uh, any three people in, in history, whether it's dead or alive, you can invite to dinner. Who would it be and why? Actually, we'll, we'll I, go, got, I got something for that last question. Yeah. Show the cheese. And go. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the the, the great Rod Patterson? Uh, show the cheese and go. Uh, and referring to the cheese as being the ball and show them, uh, show them under, show the, from, the running from dummy half. Show the player under, hold the defense, scoot around, get a quick play of the ball, bury the head in the sand. Um, I love it, Pato. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, what was the other question? Uh, so any three people in time, in history, dead or alive, you can invite to dinner. Who would it be? Um, Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, um, 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 Bob Marley. Yep. Uh gotta go uh gotta go michael jordan oh mj yeah nice nice uh favorite holiday destination um favorite holiday destination maldives I went there for my honeymoon oh yeah nice yeah, nice awesome. yeah yeah it's a good spot so you've been to that that destination? Oh, oh is it somewhere i've been or it could be anywhere. no no your favorite place you've been or that you want to go uh, i want to go um i would love to go to hawaii nice okay uh top three movies of all time in any particular order the Goonies is in there. Yep, you, yeah, I'm gonna chuck the Goonies in there. Mighty uh, Star Wars. It's top yeah. three the, of top your three. of your of yours. Ah. Um, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Love that movie. Um, it's got to be all comedies, I think. It's uh, Happy Gilmore's got to be in there, and. Um, uh, as a serious one, probably. So we've, we've taken out Goonies. So we've got all going to go top five, are no, we? We'll go Goonies, Goonies, Goonies. Yep. Yeah. So Goonies, Happy Gilmore, or Dumb and Dumber, and Happy Gilmore. Yep. There's some great one-liners in all those yep. movies. Some great one-liners. Um, okay, last question. All right. I'm the genie. You rub the lamp. You get three wishes. What are they? Um, world peace. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
can you wish for like another three wishes <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah just just happiness I just would like for happiness yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, every time you put your hand in your pocket you pull out 10 yeah, bucks yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we'll go, yeah we'll go with that yeah yeah, yeah nice $50 nice. every time you reach in and uh pull out something out of your pocket yeah nice so the uh, the never-ending atm pocket um awesome man you've done really well thank you for uh for joining in on that and you ripped in um for anybody in, in closing closing this one up anybody that wants to get in touch with you how many closings you have oh no <laughs> there's a few <laughs> we'll have a we have an intermediate closing uh, in closing i know we said we're only gonna be a half an hour but we're here nearly an hour and a bit um you are um people that want to get in touch with you or, or, or like or follow your journey or, or sort of support you where can they what are your handles uh, like social media outlets yep. um, Instagram I've got Instagram Facebook's more just family I, I keep my Facebook just a family family um, very close friends um, so yeah it's probably just Instagram is all I've got I, I do have a Twitter but I don't really use it um, I've never checked it so Jordo Bort yep double O double R yeah, that's been. Do, do you want to uh, do you want to explain what's going on with your hair? Because people, I know people are sitting there going, "Oh, he's got the blonde hair." Um, just Jaylee's Jaylee, our sister who owns Urban um, CrossFitter. She's also was or was a hairdresser, and um, where we're staying at Mum and Dad's in the bathroom, there's lots and lots of peroxide hair dye, and uh, just got a bit experimental at the end of the season change it up don't mm -hmm. have many haircuts left as you can see yeah. thinning through the front there so um yeah just wanted to try try something different and uh, anything anything to take away the uh the obvious thing eh? yeah bro it actually um hides it a little bit so uh for anyone that's receding uh highly recommend go peroxide <laughs> <laughs> so anyway ladies and gentlemen we uh we're grateful that jordo's jumped on the potty with us today uh hopefully there's lots of uh meat for you to chew on there um and get the best out of uh your life and trying to level up and, and something that he if there's anything in there that he's shared with you and his journey that you can take away to help you to become the best version of yourself i highly recommend you do it uh, take notes uh go and execute at a high level and uh and get things done and like jordo said it's always six again no matter what uh so to jordo thank you for coming on the potty bro yep thanks for having me guys uh been awesome thanks joel awesome sweet team we out yo Oh, That's it. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed this most recent episode of the TBN Project Podcast. Got to try to do all we can to keep delivering this content and adding this value to your life to help you to become the best version of yourself. If you like this or any of these other episodes that we deliver on these platforms, make sure to jump on and subscribe or hit the like button and show your support. All that will go a long way in helping us to push this program forward. Other than that, hope you're well. Stay safe. Till then, we are. Yeah.